and joining me right now here on the phone line to go over the latest in the world of sports and everything else going on in his life. He's my good friend, news reporter there in Jacksonville, Chase Bunker. My man, how you doing today? Mark, thanks again for having me on. It's always a blast when I come on this show. I always look forward to these conversations. I appreciate it, Mr. Chase. You were telling me the other day you were in Savannah, Georgia for your anniversary, and you bumped into someone who lives in Melbourne. Is this correct? Yes. So I was wearing my UCF night shirt, and I was at this uh, rooftop bar, and this uh, woman said, oh, yeah, go Knights. And I was like, oh, charge on and all that stuff. And so I ended up bumping into her in the elevator with, um, I don't know if it was like her husband or boyfriend or just could be a friend. And she was like, oh, where are you from? I said, well, I'm in Jacksonville. And she said, oh, I'm from Melbourne. And I'm like, well, holy crap, I lived there for 20 years. Granted, like, I haven't lived there in a long time, but like I can still say some things that kind of flex my Melbourne knowledge. Like I'm still angry at the Chuck E. Cheese that opened up on 192 right as I'm about to move out of the city. It's like, you know how long I've begged for that Chuck E. Cheese to come? And it just happens to come when I'm, you know, over the age and like not allowed in there by myself. Like that's how frustrated I was. So I tried to like flex some of that, but I also realized it's drastically changed since I've left town like over 10 years ago. So you think you're cool, huh? Meeting people from Melbourne and Savannah, Georgia. Did she live in Savannah or was she visiting? I, she, she, I think she was visiting. I think, I feel like the city of Savannah is like 25% local population, 75% people just vacationing. Oh, and there's also like the SCAD students, the Savannah college of, um, art and design like the hipsters. those people yeah the hipsters and then it's just all tourists just coming in just because like oh i hear such great things about savannah well you're one of them you went there yes come on yes oh it's great <laughs> like i mean <laughs> so first off like they have open container which by the way for like florida with what all of our laws i'm really surprised that we haven't adopted this yet or at least like certain cities around here. I think Key West does it, but like, I'm surprised like Jacksonville, Orlando, I don't think Melbourne has done it. I feel like downtown Melbourne would be a lot more lively if they just did that. Like, could you imagine during like Halloween time, I don't know if a certain bar is like a sponsor or not, or if like a rival, so they don't want to, you know, cause that awkwardness, but like a certain local bar in downtown that always has a Halloween celebration. Like if we had open oh. container at that time, oh, it been so much better. I have something to tell you. Off the tracks, off the tracks mm-hmm. closed down in downtown Melbourne. I heard about that. I think I think you texted me randomly that off the tracks was downtown. I was like, man, end of an era. And then they opened up like a axe throwing place, and then that just closed down. Wait, wait, is that uh, I, I'm. Hopefully you don't have like an axe throwing sponsorship deal. And I'm going to like actually say the rival. It doesn't is matter because it, it closed down. There is nothing there. Is that, no, I don't know what it doesn't matter. It didn't last. It, I feel bad. It lasted six months. Chase, uh, do you and me, do we need to open up a nightclub in downtown Melbourne? And then do we get Patrick Swayze as the cooler from Roadhouse to show up to help us? Do we do that? Well, we'd have to get, well, Patrick Swayze's dead, so we can't get him, but we could try to get Jake Gyllenhaal, like no. Jack's Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, we could, we could finally have a, somebody that could rival levels if that's still a place there. No. Or, um, I'm trying to think of old places, um, the County Line Saloon. 
I think those are the two major clubs back when I was there. That's not open on 192. They have it downtown now. It is there. They made a smaller version. They did. Wait, County Line? Yes. Or Levels? County Line used to be on 192 by 95, right? Used to be right there. That finally closed down. Okay, so I could say some of these stories now. So I did a I did a stand up show over at um, at County Line, and I'd never been there. And so, like, they randomly had a pole in the middle of the stage. Like, oh yeah, we can't take that down. Like, well, this is literally in the middle of the stage. And it wait, hold on, hold on. I have many questions here. Many, many okay. questions for Jace Bunker. So the County Line reopened. It's downtown Melbourne now, right? It's a smaller okay. thing. It is. Okay. You went there to do stand-up comedy? What? Yes. It was a it was a rock and comedy show, and one of my favorite quotes was it was from a comedian named Ed Cologne, who's one of the funniest people I've ever met. Uh, and he said, This looks like a place where George W. Bush lost his virginity. <laughs> that's the joke he said to start it. That's the he, that's the joke he said. It's one of the greatest I still think about that joke. Every <laughs> once in a while it'll just like pop into my mind. Or just like anytime I see like a whole bunch of like cow skulls that are mounted up onto a wall or like a Budweiser hood, like NASCAR thing. I just think, yeah, this is definitely a place where George W. Bush lost his virginity. All right. All right. Wait, did you host the comedy show or did you actually do stand up comedy? I actually did stand up. I did uh, a good 20 minutes. It was on, it was a black. So the worst part is that we did it on black Friday and it was a rock and comedy show, and we were supposed what? to have this local band named Missing Picket. They were supposed to be on, and then they bailed like a week or two before showtime. And so we had to struggle to get somebody to replace them, and all we got was like this rock DJ. Okay. I have your story beat where you're in Savannah, Georgia. Okay. I have two of them. So – I went back to Chicago for my 40th birthday. This was uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. We are at Sluggers, a very popular bar across the street from Wrigley Field. So it's in Wrigleyville. Mm-hmm. We are playing some different games. They had like karaoke going on. They have actual batting cages at this bar, Ooh. which is a terrible idea. But essentially people have been drinking and then going into the batting cage. Um hmm we started talking to these ladies, and one of them was like, oh, I live in Florida. I was like, oh, well, what part do you live in? She goes, ah, you never heard of it before. Don't worry. I go, try me. She goes, oh, it's this town called Vieira. I know where Vieira is. And when I said when I said I live in Melbourne, she just freaked out. She, she thought she ran away from Brevard County and that no one will know where that is, and she could start her new life in Chicago. But I had to show up and mess her up. <laughs> so you were like Melbourne for some reason for some people is just like Silent Hill, where yes. it's like just when you think you're out, it's like oh wait the fog's looming in, and then all of a sudden you're, like you hear like the banjo twanging from Malabar Road, <laughs> and like uh oh it's not I I'm getting PTSD now. Wait a minute, traffic is backed up on Palm Bay Road and I ninety five. I can't get all the way over to I can't get to the Melbourne Square Mall because I can't turn over at the exit. She was trying to be like she's going to medical school. So she wants to become a doctor. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And this is the follow-up for you, Chase. So she's like, I'm 23. 
How old are you, Mark? I was like, I just turned 40. And she just, like, get away from me, you old man. <laughs> Oof. But I have something that beats that. Oh, there's something that beats that? That beats that story. So I'm in Paris, France. And I'm at the train station. And I'm trying to go to one of these, like, little... These little machines where you can get the subway tickets. You know, this is this is big city talk now. Yeah. So get the subway tickets. The guy in front of me in line. Remember, I'm in Paris, France. He's yeah. wearing a Tampa Bay Rays T-shirt, and I'm like, "Hey, buddy, where's that shirt from?" And he's like, "Oh, uh, I live in Florida. Where do you live?" He goes, "I live in Vero Beach, Florida." He <laughs> can't make this up. Okay. So we're, so we're talking about the world famous Vero Beach Outlet Mall on I ninety five exit one forty seven in Paris, France. That's love right. It. That's right. Okay. I love. Like, I always think of like those two malls, that outlet mall and the other mall that was like if you instead of uh, taking a right to the outlet, you take a left. And I think it's like a mile away. And I remember when they first got stadium seating in theaters, like that was the big oh, thing. Yeah. And so we would literally travel like. 30 minutes over to Vero just to go and watch uh, Beverly Hills Ninja and the Stupids. What year is this story from? To 99? Uh, uh, that's a good – I'll look this up right now because I believe it – I think you are right. 97. Oh. Don't worry. It's 1997. Chris Farley, Beverly Hills yes. Ninja. That's right. Uh, that Hey, that movie theater is still nice there in Vero Beach. Is, I like okay, it. Okay, good. The rest of them all, not so much. But uh <laughs> no, I'm laughing. I I gotta I gotta see this uh twenty minute stand up comedy you did at the county line on one ninety two. Is it on YouTube? Where is it? No. No. This so when I did stand up, like I was like filthy. Like it would make like Anthony Jeselnik like blush. Like I had a lot of filthy stuff. And so eventually I got better over time. Also my parents discovered it and I got chastised for it. Oh really? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I got in trouble for there. And so, like, I had to sneak off to go do stand-up at the Metro, which, by the way, for all the new Melbourne people, they used to be a little bar over on Minton and 192. So I would, like, like you know, teens at my, at my age would sneak, you know, porn or drugs. I was sneaking open mics. I like this. This is a very dangerous story. So you go up there. You go up there and be like, hey, my name's Chase. And you go, hey, how about that local sports team? Boo! All right, let's talk colonoscopies. Like, what'd you do? <laughs> I, I did I did a lot of, like, self-deprecating humor. And then uh, I discovered Daniel Tosh's completely serious stand-up special, which is, like, top five best stand-up specials ever in my life. And I watched it, and I was like, I somehow, like, slowly emulated my act like that where I would say, like, ridiculous I, things. I would, oh, yeah, like, say, like, really ridiculous things. I'm trying not my, my best to, you know, not get canceled. You know, come back to the show. But it, there were, there were like, you know, natural disasters I made fun of. Like, things that like you wouldn't make fun of. Like, I did that. Okay, it, all right. I have many questions now. This is a very interesting mm -hmm. conversation we're having here. Yes. First off, Daniel Tosh is from Brevard County, correct? Yes. Yeah, he's from yeah. Titusville. Yeah, UCF alum. Yeah. That's right. Charge on, like you told the woman in Savannah. Mm -hmm. 
So it was a rock show as well. So was there bands playing and then they stopped playing and then you did stand up? It was. And so here's the crazy thing about it. It was the fact that like the DJ wasn't even set up on the stage. Like you had to like look around and you would find the DJ uh, like high up on the rafter, like not the rafters, like on the second floor. And, like, the thing is, like, he was playing good songs, but he wasn't remixing anything. Like, I think he did, like, one remix, and it was a, a Cold song. Uh, it was, like, he remixed, like, Cold Suffocate with, like, I, I want to say it was Crossfade's Cold. It's a good song. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> You're so funny. If I can time travel, I'm going to this event. I can't wait. And, by the way, the first ever bar I went to... When I moved to Melbourne, was the county line on 192. The first oh, event ever. Gosh. That's right. The first I time. I think the first event, the first bar I went to when I turned 21, uh, I think it, actually, I remember, it was, I did a stand-up show. It was in, or it was off Kissimmee. It was called the Cracker House. Uh, surprisingly, like, it used to be like an Cracker? old cracker factory, and they turned it into a bar. Surprisingly nice. enough, a lot of white people went there. Um and I think I jokingly asked for Smirnoff Ice on tap because I hated the taste of beer at the time. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not that big of a sissy. Because you told, pull out this giant bottle. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not that big of a wuss. I'll take a Long Island iced tea, please. You're so manly in this story. I love it. Oh, the yeah. Crack- what was it? The Cracker yeah. House? Is that what it was called? Yeah. 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 Is this how you Cracker do this? Cracker House the- on 192 right next to the turnpike. Is this how you do the newscast? Is this how you talk? <laughs> oh, it is. I wish. Oh, trust me. There's been a lot. Oh, there's been a lot of jokes that I've wanted to do, like on the air, that I can't. And so I used to do. I, I still occasionally do like an Instagram thing called headlines. I'm not allowed to stay on the air. Mm-hmm. And like recently, I wanted to do one on uh, Rachel Dolezal. Are you familiar with who she is? That's the woman. Who pretended to be African American, right? Yes. Yeah. So recently, I, I'll, I'll do I'll do the joke for you. Are um, you allowed to do this- the joke as program director? Have I seen this joke before? You're going to perform it on my show. No. I, I should I just send you the video instead, just to make <laughs> sure that I'm okay to say it. <laughs> stop it! Just stop it! I had sports questions for you. I did, and now we're just talking about bands and different shows you've performed at. Here's one for you. So, two weeks ago, I went to a punk emo show in downtown Melbourne. I did, and I was the oldest person there by 15 years. That's right. But I went. I did, to party on with the kids. And you know what? I want you to know something, Mm -hmm. Chase. They gave me a shout-out. During the show, they said Mark Moses. Really? They said Mark Moses is here, and he is with the radio stations, including ninety five nine The Rocket. And everyone cheered. I was shocked. I thought I was going to get booed, but it appears maybe all my hard work here in Brevard County is finally paying off. I got cheered by the people. That's right, Good Chase. For you, yeah. that's a lot better. So, like, I went. When I went Christmas shopping. I went into a Hot Topic for the first time in fifteen years. And a part of the things that you'll make you realize that you're old is that you'll walk into a hot topic and one, everybody stares at you. 
And then two, you just you don't know any of the things that are on any of the shirts anymore. You're like, I, I don't know what this anime is. I don't know who this band is. Yes. Back in my day, it was all like my chemical romance had like a whole column at the Melbourne Square Mall. I used to get all my thirty seconds to Mars shirts there. You know what they had there? Bunch of bands I never heard of and random Tupac shirts. But you were alive for Tupac. You know this. Yes. I'm laughing. I, I was at least alive for that. I'm so I was like, laughing. Okay, good. Something I recognize. This was like Megacon. If you don't know what it is, it's anime. That's my rule. If you're getting older, you don't know what that mm-hmm. costume is, it's anime. That's always the answer. That's what I go with. That's a very strong, that's a really good piece of advice. Because I, I felt that way with Matsuri. When I went to Holiday Matsuri, it was like, I don't know any of these. Like, oh, what are you dressed up as? And they just, like, said, uh, oh, I'm so-and-so from Jujutsu Kaisen or whatever. And I'm like, what? you could be making that up. <laughs> You're I'll right. go along with it. Let's end with this here with Chase Bunker. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. All right. I, I appreciate Remember when we talked and said we're going to, hey, let's talk about sports. And yeah. then we All right. just decided to just go about this. I, I have a sports question. All right. Do you think the NCAA 25 video game – wait, wait. It's not even called that. It's college football 25. The NCAA is not involved. Mm-hmm. We still have not seen any footage of this game. Do you think this is a real game that's going to come out this fall? I want to say yes. It will come out this fall because I think they put too much effort into actually promoting it. It's not like it's Skull and Bones by Ubisoft, that pirate game that's been like, oh, pushed back for like half a decade, and now it's just about to come out. Like, it's it's going to come out. At, at some point this year, it's going to come out, and it's going to sell like crazy. Now, is it going to be good? God, I hope so. But I think it is definitely going to come out this year. EA is putting too much effort to like unveil everything now to say, actually, we're going to wait. But they haven't shown us any footage, which I find is a red flag, Chase. You're not wrong. And I, and I feel like whenever there's been like big hyped releases, we usually do see some footage now. I feel like we have to see something at least like, Next month, like April at the absolute latest, right? I'd hope. I hope we would. All right. The follow-up is, so they said there are 11,000 student-athletes who are going to play college football. With NIL, each of them, can they can individually get $600 and a free copy of the game. Would you take that offer? I mean... I guess it depends if there's any like exclusive deals, exclusivity deals that you have to like worry about with like the language. If I'm like a third string offensive lineman, yeah, I'm definitely taking that deal. Um, if I'm the star quarterback, if I'm like Caleb Williams, I'm going to be a little bit iffy on it, but at the, I feel like they, they secretly have to be giving like, you know, Caleb Williams and all these other high profile quarterbacks. Like, no, you're, you're going to get a little bit more, but. Are you taking the deal or not? Oh, yeah, I take that deal. You're taking like, the deal. Do you want a digital or physical copy of the game? Physical. I am 100% a big proponent of physical media. There has been too many times we have seen, and this is not really sports related. This is just digital media in general. Yeah. We've seen too many times 
server is getting shut down and you don't have access to your games. Nintendo is the worst proponent of it. Like they shut down like the Wii shop and like the 3DS store and all that. Like I don't trust anything digital. And then you even had discovery at one point saying, Oh, if you have any of your like Mythbusters episodes downloaded, that's going to go away. And it wasn't until public pressure, they said, Oh, okay, well actually we're going to, you know, we'll take it back. You can still do it now. Like, we're at an age with media where art's just going to vanish at some point. And you're seeing more and more like physical media going away. And it's like, we, we need physical media. Like we need it to help preserve some of these things or else like it's just going to be lost forever. And I, I hate this digital age that we've slowly become to when it comes to that. Yeah. And this Smithsonian in DC, we can just highlight our cell phones <laughs> with all the media on there. That's what we can oh, do. Yeah. That's what we can do. All right, you're taking the six hundred dollars. All right. Yeah, I'll take the six hundred. <sighs> yeah, it's going to be an interesting question. Look, there's usually mm-hmm. some guy who just edits all the names in there anyway for, for oh, a download. Yeah. We could just we could wait for that guy instead and not pay anyone. How about that? That, that is true. Like my old roommate did that with old uh, with all the Florida Gator players. Like he'd buy the game and then he would just like look through the entire roster and he would just start putting the names and where they're from and all that. Yeah. Like down to even like the third string offensive tackle. And so like there are people who do that, which by the way, if you do that and you post it online, thank you for your service. Like that wasn't easy. That was incredibly time consuming on some heroes. Do you secretly want to be the third string offensive lineman for a college football team? You keep bringing it up. Well, I'm trying to think of who gets the least amount of play time. And it's like, okay, well backup punters don't exist. And so it'd be that or the third string quarterback. So I, I mean, like it. I wouldn't want to be a third uh, a third string O lineman because that's again a lot of weight that you have to keep up and all that. So I mean, we'll go third string quarterback. We'll go Ryan Griffin. How can we check out your podcast? Uh, you can check out uh, that game show youtube.com slash that game show. You can also find me uh, when I do sports on occasion at Bunkers Burning Hot Take. Find both of those wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, I will. Chase, thank you so much for your help and have fun in Savannah the next time you go there. Will do, Mark. Thanks a lot for having me on as always.